to the Walk in Truth Christian Fellowship Facebook page and listen. If you're on the phone, thanks for having you. Uh, good talking to Sister Lueda. Uh She's giving us very important information. Please mute your phone so everybody else can hear. Amen. Uh, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. I just thank God today that he has kept me. Amen. Uh, uh, there's a lady I saw singing a song on the internet and she was just singing with her heart out talking about God is keeping me. And I sent that to everybody and I pray that you got a chance to listen. That lady was pregnant and she was singing at the top of her lungs like she had that baby right then and there. Amen. But see, that's how you get when you know the Lord has kept you. You know what I'm saying? I just, I, I you know, I ain't no sense of me lying. I can listen to that over and over and over again. And I do. Because that encourages me that the Lord is keeping me. He blessed me. And he kept me all the way through. That's what she said. She blessed my kids. He blessed my house. He blessed my health. He blessed me. Because the Lord has not kept me, but he's keeping me. That means ongoing. It never stops. No matter, y'all don't even know how full I am this morning. No matter what you do, the Lord is keeping you. You can't stop the Lord from keeping you, Nancy. Karen, you can't stop the Lord. Brother, you can't stop the Lord from keeping you. I don't care what you do. Now, the Lord may chastise you, but he's still going to keep you. Amen. He's going to whoop you until the white meat show, but he ain't going to kill you. But I thank the Lord for keeping me. He blessed me. He kept me all those 40 some years that disobedient James. That's why I just can't help but praise him. Amen. Amen. I, hey, I got more swag than most men. You can't be cooler than me. And I'm going to give God some praise. You ain't got to question whether I'm a man or not. I'm going to give God some praise because I know how good he's been to me. Because he kept me. Yes. When everybody else can, when everybody else let yes. me go, when everybody else didn't believe in me, when everybody else wanted to forget about me because my resources had dried up, Nancy, the, the money had stopped flowing. You know, the influence disappeared. But you know what? God decided to keep me. Woo! I wouldn't go back to them days to save your life. Amen. God has kept me yes. and he's blessed me yes. over and over and over again. Yes. God is a good God. Yes, he is. I'm so full today, I don't know. I just don't know. Uh, Karen, I don't know. We might not need you today because you know what? Because God has kept me. Do y'all understand what it's like to be kept? I mean, for real, I, I need somebody on the line to know to raise their hand and let, let, let God know that you know what it's like to be kept. No matter what storm you're going through, yes. no matter your anxiety, Sister Jackie, God is keeping you. Yes. Sister Nancy, no matter what you go through, God is keeping Hallelujah. you. Stacy, God is keeping you. Yes. Hakim, God is keeping you. Hallelujah. You couldn't stand at that door unless God kept you. That's how good God has been to us. God is always keeping. He's always giving. The more I read the Bible, I read, I gave you, I give you, I defeated for you, I went before you. Yes. God goes before us like a banner and a flag in a war. Yes. And you will never lower God's flag and have mass. Okay. God's flag will always, always yes. 
be raised. Because you've got to remind certain folk, like Nancy said, that's what we're going to talk about today in the sermon. You have to remind certain folk how good God has been. Yeah. Yeah. They get lost and trapped up in their own imagination and mind, and God, somebody come along and got to give them a dose of reminder. Yes. Some of y'all need a shot of reminder yes. how God has kept you over the years. That in the midst of your mess, God kept you. That when you was acting foolish, God kept you. When you was out there drinking, smoking, and hoeing, God kept you. You thought you was getting away and God had his hand on you. That's why I don't understand people say, well, I'm not ready. You ain't ready to be kept. You don't, you don't, you ain't ready to be kept. I mean, you telling me that you're not ready for God. You don't even, you sound so foolish because in your mess of your, your testimony, you being kept. In the mess of your, the fact that you can even say, I'm not ready, you don't even realize you're being kept. That's why this word of God and this goodness of God is such that it's either to life or to death. Either you can accept me being kept and live and learn how I'm living through the word of God, or you can reject it and go ahead and die. God will keep you long enough to ratify your decision if you not want him. There's no person going to hell that didn't want to get there by their own volition. Because God will pay back that tape. You know, 20 years ago, so-and-so bought the gospel to you said you didn't want it. 30 years ago, somebody bought the gospel to you said you didn't want it. Just the other day, before you died, somebody bought the gospel to you you said you didn't want it. I'm just doing what you want. All of us in here are parents. Have we ever experienced that we knew what was best for our child, but we went on let them have it anyway? Knowing what the outcome, knowing what's going to happen before it even happened, but you give the child what they want because you know God keeps them and well, God will turn that thing around for them. God is a keeping God. God wants to keep you today. He don't want to let you go. He don't let you fall. He wants to keep you. And even when you fall, he wants to pick you up. And let me, ask, let me tell you this. Before, this is how God, good God is. What comes first? And this is like the chicken and the egg. What comes first? Mercy or grace? Think about it. Don't say nothing. On one hand, God gives me favor to give me mercy and not give me what I deserve. But then on the other hand, God holds back what I deserve to give me grace, to give me favor. Whichever way you want to go with God, God's keeping you. He gives you mercy to keep you. He gives you grace to favor you for being kept. And see, the issue with man is man don't know how to praise God because he don't know he's being kept. Because being kept by God is a spiritual walk. Is it just because your church is growing bodily-wise don't mean they're learning internally. And just because your church is isolates themselves and don't want no folk, no us folk no more shut the door don't mean they're growing externally. Meaning that it's an inward-outward game. It's an inward-outward pursuit of God of being kept. But what he wants to do is keep you to the point where you appreciate him and then you have the ability and the boldness to go tell somebody how good he is. Jesus. Now, do we sit around and paint him with, with rosy flowers? No. We tell them the other side first. If you don't want God, he'll accept it. And your result of your decision is you lift your eyes up in hell. Mm-hmm. 
But you don't have to. That's a choice you make. That's, that's one, of them, one of them things where your consequences, your choices are seeds, and you don't know if it's going to be weeds or flowers until such time that you, but I can tell you this, any, kind, any choice you make for God, a flower going to grow from it. Any choice you make for the flesh, some weeds going to grow from it. And God kept you so good, he'll put weed killer where you planted weeds that would have choked you out if you never had flowers. See, once you come to Christ, all of us got weeds. All of us has planted seeds to our flesh. And they grow up to be weeds. But when you come to Christ, the consequences of those weeds are never stopping the flowers that will grow from the weeds. See, the weed is still there because you have to deal with the natural consequences of bad decisions. But there's no death from it because you have been redeemed. So you are a flower in the midst of your weed decisions. <laughs> Those of us who come to Christ. I'm sorry, Karen, I took your time. Amen. But I'm just full of the Lord today. I'm a kept man. I'm a kept man. And God going to keep on keeping me. And he said he'll never leave me nor forsake me. So I'm kept from the cradle to the grave. And then I'm kept in heaven also. See, the thing about it is, absent from the body, now I'm kept with the Lord. Amen. And one day I'm going to wake up and be just like him. Amen. And whatever he give me, I'm going to throw it on the ground and say, it's better to worship you than to have any gold or silver. All right. Sister come on. She's going to read out the Proverbs. I sent it to everybody. She's not going to read the entirety. She's going to read certain ones that I picked out. Amen. And then we're going to get started with this word. God is keeping me. Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Oh, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. He's keeping me. Proverbs 27. Let another praise you and not your own mouth. A stranger and not your own lips. Better is open rebuke than hidden love. One who is full loathes honey, but to one who is hungry, everything bitter is sweet. Do not forsake your friend and your father's friend, and do not go to your brother's house in the day of your calamity. Better is a neighbor who is near than a brother who is far away. As in water, face reflects face, so the heart of man reflects the man. The crucible is for silver and the furnace is for gold, and a man is tested by his praise. I read to you Proverbs 27, verses 2, 5, 7, 10, 19, and 21. May God have blessed to the readers, hearers, and doers of this whole world. Amen. Read that last verse again. Um, the crucible is for silver, and the man, and the furnace is for gold, and a man is tested by his praise. Mm. So, if a man is tested, thank you. So, if a man is tested by his praise, come on, Nancy. If a man is tested by his praise, my last question is, a man or woman, what you going to score? You might have silver and gold. Got plenty of that. You won't bet a song like Peter and him and say, silver and gold I do not have, but what I have I give unto you. God say, that's for the furnace. That's, that's, that's not for me. That's for the crucible. That's for this. That's for the box. But I, I'm going to test you by how much you pay attention to your praise versus your property. Mm. Come on. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Go 
gonna make me rub the hair off of my head. I ain't got none. Amen. Say a man's face is a reflection of his face, and a man's heart is a reflection of who he is. A lot of wisdom in that. A lot of wisdom in that. Then you want to come to me when the hey when the ship is sailed, when the when the horse has been let out the barn, the time of calamity, when you're about to die, you want to come to me, but you won't come to me. Just like Jesus said, I would have gathered them like a mother hen, but they would not come. See, too many people are not coming in the time that they should be coming. Yeah. Nobody knows if tomorrow will come for them. Yeah. Nobody. You make all the plans in the world, but today, we need, you need to take care of today, because today is the acceptable time for salvation. You know what? I'm fooled. I got to go. Y'all make sure at, at about 10, 15, I mean, when it went up 15 after, y'all raise your hands so I can get ready to write this up. Okay, we're going to be in Judges today. Open your book, Bible, the Judges. Oh, we've been doing a great lesson in Judges. I, for those who are missing it, y'all missing it again. You missed it in Joshua, not missing it in Judges. Amen. Judges. Oh, we're going to be in, oh, blah, 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 blah. Nancy, we're going to be in chapter 6. And what you're going to read when I tell you is verse 1 through 10. When you get to Judges, say, Amen, chapter 6. Verses 1 through 10. Now, I kind of want to give you a quick little background about Judges. Now, if you were with us when we read, when we studied Joshua, you'll know that there was a time where Israel went to war to get what God had promised. Say, get what God has promised. And God said, I will go before you and you will conquer the land. The land was full of what? Milk and honey. That mean, And it not only just was full of, it was overflowing. That means they had everything they need, all the sustenance they need. And all they had to do was trust God like they trust God to deliver them across that water. Isn't it interesting? A deliverer comes, but the deliverer didn't get to participate in the milk and honey. Moses had served his purpose. Moses had angered God because he struck the rock, but it was like striking Jesus twice. All he had to do was ask. See, what happens to us is we always want to do something versus praying for something. Because praise and praying and praising requires that inner thing that you got to be exposed to your own sin. Yes. If I just do something, if I just knock on this and God accepts me, I'm going to keep doing that, ain't I? Yeah. But God said, I want you to knock this time, trusting it in me. But you don't knock that time, that way, this time for this particular situation. Come to me first. I might have you do something different. Yes. So judges is the separation and the word is called apostate. Apostate means, Sister Nancy, everyone, that I know the truth, but what I do is, okay, just like this, 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 this podium. I'm at this podium, and if I walk away over here, I separate myself from the podium. Right. Now I'm supposed to speak from over here. So let's say this is truth. Truth is here, but I make a conscious, say conscious, conscious. decision to walk away from the truth. I become apple, apple, me separate myself. Give y'all a lesson in Greek right quick. It's kind of funny people say they know what I know, but you know what? I know they don't. But I'm just trying to teach you something that when you apple, you separate yourself. And apostate has to be in judges where they crossed over, they did all the fighting, they had this time of peace and prosperity. And they be, become apostate. All this that God has delivered them from. 
And if you notice in the Old Testament, God, when God is about to punish them, and, but he gives them an opportunity for grace and mercy, he takes them all the way back to Egypt every time. Every time to remind them, don't you remember how I, don't you remember how I gave, how I delivered you and how I gave you the land of milk and honey? And the answer for the children that normally come along, because he's like, this is like a, the book of Judges, a 300-year book. So you got time span in between these judges. It's not like bam, 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 bam. Okay? So there's always that generation that forgets. Now, I'm going to say this to you. Pay attention to this. Pay attention real good. Judges is to the Jews what Jude is to the Christians. Judges, the book of Judges, is to the Jews what the book of Jude is to the church. Now y'all say, I'm going to go read Jude. It's just one letter. It's just one, it's just one page. So if Judges talks about the apostasy of the Jewish nation, guess what Jude talks about? The apostasy of the church. Because we know that there's going to be a great falling away, and it's already happened. Matter of fact, it started the day Ananias and Sapphira sinned. It's been a steady thing of apostasy. And God is still good because God had a promise that he's going to come back for his church. But before he comes back, we have to reach the full state of apostasy. The Jews have already crossed over. But we are following in their path, even though we got the whole Bible in front of us. And but for those of us who are saved, sanctified and full of the Holy Ghost, we read the Bible and we be careful with the word of God. And we be careful with our walk with God. We be careful with the people of God. Love is the reason why we do what we do. Not because we love out of natural affection, we love out of spiritual affection because we appreciate what God has done for us. My love for you is not a physical thing, it's a spiritual thing. Like, like we saw Timothy, that love between me and that man is spiritual. It's, it's deeper than even the love for my brothers and sisters that are my relatives. Because guess what? What we love, we can't be broken. You know, you get in fights with your, your spiritual people, your, your family. And some of y'all don't talk to each other for 50 years. Me and Timothy, when he hurt, I hurt. When he's in pain, I'm in pain. We all are in pain. Each and every one of us in here are going through pain. The pain that COVID has created. But realize this. God created the pain, so you pray. Come on. Come on. Uh, uh, yeah. This ain't the end times. This is the praying time. I don't have no magic formula for you other than praying praise. That's the, only, that's, the only, that's the only thing I can tell you. I don't have no goat's hairs or no ribbons to put on nothing, no sage to burn. Burn them knees on the ground praying to pray in God. Get some carpet burns on them knees lifting your, lifting your spirit up to God. Stir up the gift that's in you during this time. That's why the church is weak. We're not using the power of prayer and praise. We're just doing stuff. Just doing stuff. We think having these committees and organizations mean something. When not one person in your congregation can, can recite any part of the Bible. When the gospel is the power unto salvation. The power of God unto salvation. To the Jew first and then to the Gentile, the Greek. 
So judges is this 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 revelation, this 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 light on the apostasy of the Jews in dealing with a God that's been so good that kept them. That's why I was in that kept mode. God is keeping them, has kept them, has brought them through, and took them to the other side of milk and honey, and then they turn their back on God because they want what the world wants: bigger, better, shinier. Some of you have more than enough, and you're scared to give what you got away. But you can't take it with you. You can't take them four TVs and them five cars with you. And let me tell you what will happen to all of it. It's going to go to somebody else. And the people that you grew up with it that you're going to give it to, the, your family members you're going to give it to, they're going to mess it up. Because they didn't earn it. They didn't appreciate it. You do better to do it to give it to somebody that don't have a TV. Because they're going to cherish it. Uh -huh. in, in, that, in that Proverbs 27, they talk about a, a man who, who's hungry cherishes that thing, a man who had, eats honey and a, and a man who's starving, he's, he, he cherishes whatever little he gets. Mm -hmm. See, we got to go back to fasting and suffering, and I mean fasting in all kind of ways, mm -hmm. so that we can appreciate what little we have. Mm -hmm. For a hungry man, a bowl of soup is good. Yeah. For a spiritually starved person, the word of God is the only answer. Mm -hmm. The bread of life. Let's go. Y'all get me going in the wrong direction. Amen. Come on. Judges 6 and 1. The people of Israel did what was evil in the sight of the Lord. Say evil. Evil. The people of the church did what was evil in the sight of the Lord. Go ahead. And the Lord gave them into the hand of Midian seven years. And the Lord gave them in the hand of Midian. How many years? Seven. Seventh year is maturity and completion. Go ahead. And the hand of Midian overpowered Israel. God always sends a greater evil to cover your evil. And because of Midian, the people of Israel made for themselves the dens that are in the mountains and the caves and the strongholds. So to hide away from God's chastisement, they went hid from the Midianites. Some of you go hide from God's chastisement. Go ahead. For whenever the Israelites planted crops, mm -hmm. the Midianites and the Amalekites and the people of the east will come up against them. So the devourer will come along no matter what you do, no matter what you try to devour, will come along and take it. Because God is trying to punish you. God is trying to chastise you. God could have killed you because you got to remember, we, they're apostate. They've walked away from God. They didn't get this by they being so good. Okay? Don't feel sorry for them. Because they did it to themselves. Some of you, when God does what he does to you, I, I pray for your whole speedy deliverance, but sometimes God wants you to stay in there a little bit longer. I preached a sermon, chicken, uh, 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 what was it, uh, chicken in the grease but not done yet. Yeah, yeah, we're, 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 we're chicken. Anybody, everybody in this room that got some chicken, it ain't done yet. It's done on the outside, so it look good, but when you cut it open, it's no good for you. So what they wanted was some relief, so instead of seeking God, think about this, what they do, they go hide. That's what you do, some of you church members do. Instead of running to church when you got an issue, you want to go hide, I don't hear from you. And then, like the Proverbs said, after the day of calamity comes when it's too late and I can't do nothing, you want to run to the church. Man, let me tell you something. The church is supposed to be a place where you can come with anything. And I pray this ministry is such that. And I know we are. But we can't be used unless you use us. It's not for us to impose upon you. So instead of them running to God, they went here in caves thinking if we just hide in caves long enough, maybe they'll leave me something. But when God is chastising you, he chastises you to the fullest. Go ahead. 
Eat up everything in, in sight. Go ahead. As far as Gaza, and leave no sustenance in Israel, and no sheep or ox or donkey. In other words, you ain't got nothing to eat. You ain't got nothing to do. You ain't got nothing to ride. You ain't got nothing to cook on. Okay. He punishing them back. Think how bad that's, that is a chastisement of them. He's gonna provide a nation that's gonna take everything away from them that they count on because they're an agrarian society. They need their crops. They need their corn. They need their oxen. They need their sheep. They need their goats. But because they walked away from God, God said, I got to take all of it away from you because you forgot me. Go ahead. For they will come up with their livestock and their tents. They will come like locusts in number. Mm -hmm. Both they and their camels could not be counted so that they laid waste the land as they came in. Amen. And Israel was brought very low because of Midian. Mm -hmm. And the people of Israel cried out for help to the Lord. Mm -hmm. When the people of Israel cried out to the Lord on account of the Midianites, the Lord sent a prophet to the people of Israel. God can always send a man to get you out. Go ahead. And he said to them, Thus says the Lord, uh -huh. the God of Israel, mm -hmm. I led you up from Egypt. No, Nancy, I think you read it wrong. It's the God of Moab. <laughs> the God of the Philistines. Oh, the God of Israel. I just want to make sure. Okay, all right. Go ahead, read. Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel. I led you up from Egypt. No, I left you in. Uh, uh, oh, he led you up. Okay. I led you up from Egypt and brought you out of the house of slavery. I left you in slavery. I brought you out of slavery. Okay, go ahead. And I delivered you from the hand of the Egyptians and from the hand of all who oppressed you. So not only did I deliver you from the 400 years of oppression of the Egyptians, I, for, through Joshua, I, let, I, I delivered you and fought for you with all your oppressors in one. Go ahead. And drove them out before you and gave you their land. Gave you their land, the land of milk and honey. Think about it. They're the one who sold that land. They're the one who planted all the crops in that land. The Jews didn't plant none in that land. When they went over to the spider land out, they came back with the produce from somebody else's labor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hang on to that one. Let the, with that one marinate in your spirit for a minute. You have reaped where you haven't sown. When you under God. There are people who are doing things for your behalf and they don't even know it. And Jesus is one of them. See, I, you got to relate that to, to God and Jesus. You didn't even know Jesus was coming, but God knew that he promised that there would be a savior that will come and save the world if you believe. Is that it or do I'm, I ain't got to hit myself? Okay. And I said to you, I am the Lord your God. You shall not fear the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell, but you have not obeyed my voice. Say that again. You have not obeyed what? My voice. You have not obeyed the voice of the God of Israel. Judges is to Israel with Judas to the church. This sermon is called Fallen. Favor to Fallen. Oh, destitute to deliverance. Judges 6 and 1 tells us that the people of Israel did what was evil in the sight of the Lord. And the Lord gave them into the hands of the Midianites. Seven years. 6 and 4. They would encamp against them and, and, and devour the what? Produce of the land as far as Gaza. Okay, as far as Gaza, leaving no sustenance for them. So Israel didn't have nothing to eat on. But 
They did what was evil in the sight of the Lord. When you do what's evil in the sight of the Lord, that's the seed planting. And the weed that came up for them was the Midianites. That devoured everything in the land to the point that there was no sustenance. So when you see these kind of scriptures in the Bible, you're getting ready to go through so you can come out. And we do the same thing. God has got some of you in a situation that, that is you're there because you plan to see the disobedience. You've done what was evil in the sight of the Lord. God gives over before into. God gave them what? Over because of their disobedience. Into the hands of Midianites. Let's go to Psalms 8 and 11, 8, uh, 81 and 12. Let's see this thing that causes God to give us over before he gives us into. Now watch this. I want to say this too. I want to qualify this. God gives you over so he don't have to give you up. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about, Jackie. Thank you, Jesus. Let's, let's go. Okay, Psalms 81 and 12. So I gave them over to their stubborn hearts to follow their own counsel. Think about this. What is the reason he gives you over? And what does he give you over to? Your stubborn hearts. Meaning that he allows you to go your own way. Some of you have stubborn, disobedient hearts. But you want to know all the secrets of God. You want, you want to read different passages and get all this spiritual knowledge, but your heart is so stubborn, you can't get the basics. Midian is still taken from you and in your life, but it's not, he's not there because the devourer is not there because you're doing good. The devourer is there because you're doing evil. And why are you doing evil? Because your heart is stubborn. Let's look at Romans. Let's go to New Testament. Tell pastor, that's the Old Testament. This is one book. One book, one hero, one villain, and one savior. Go ahead. Romans 1 and 24. Romans 1 and 24. Therefore, God gave them up in the lust of their hearts mm -hmm. to impurity, to the dishonoring of their bodies among themselves. Okay, now we have a situation in the Old Testament where God said, okay, I'm going to give them up. To their own hearts. He didn't give up on them. He gave them up. So basically this is the same thing. He gave them over to what they wanted. What did he give them over to the first time? The lust of the disobedience. What did he give it over to in the New Testament? Same thing. The lust of their hearts. See the issue is it's not a physical thing. It's a heart problem. The Bible's always said it was a heart problem. And when you say God knows your heart then you just say God said I'm a sinner. But when you say that you don't mean that. What you mean you have a good heart. But God says the heart is deceitful and desperately wicked. Who can know it above all things? Your heart is so evil, so wicked, it fools you. Because you believe that you just came to this service, that you saved. There's a difference between church folk and saved folk. Only you know if you're truly saved, sanctified, and full of the Holy Spirit. I don't need to test that. I just watch whether you got fruit, fruit or weeds or fruit. If you got all weeds and ain't no fruit, then you ain't saved. Where's the love, joy, peace, long-suffering, self-control? Some of you still, what comes up comes out. 
You need to put a cork in it. Think about what you're about to say. Don't ramble on because it's your time to talk. If you don't have anything to say, say it. I ain't got nothing to say. You ain't got to contribute to the conversation if there's nobody. Put it away, especially conversations where nobody talking to you. Everybody got a friend like that, that no matter what you, you can be talking over here and here they come. They got to get their insight. Ain't nobody talking to you. And you know your pastor's silly. I have fun with people like that. When I know you like that, I'll go start a conversation over here. Just wait. Five, four, three, and you coming. And I think, nobody ask you what you think. <laughs> Two, no one considers the consequences of their decisions and disobedience. No one considers that. Go to Judge 6 and 10. Read that. We're almost done. Actually, go ahead. Read and I said to you, I am the Lord your God. You shall not fear the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell, but you have not obeyed my voice. So what God says that fear is you do not, you will not reverence the people who I put to destruction for you. Just think about how crazy this is. You're going to go back and worship what God has destroyed for your behalf because they got gold chains around their neck. Because as we read, we know that these foreign nations had a lot of stuff, yeah. mm -hmm. a lot of gold. Mm -hmm. But you'll go back to what he has conquered. That's like a dog returning to his vomit. That's what that kind of means. You'll return back to situations and circumstances and people that God has delivered you from because you're comfortable in sin. Mm -hmm. I know sin is not what most churches talk about, but we talk about it. Yeah. Because that's your problem. Yeah. It's the sinful heart. It's not the person next to you. It's not your job situation. It's not the COVID virus. It's the sin that's in your heart that you can't get past to even see that God is working in you to, for you to pray. Oh, Let's get some more proof of this because scripture proves scripture. Say scripture proves scripture. scripture. I ain't telling you my opinion. I'm telling you what I know in scripture. Deuteronomy 11.16. Deuteronomy 11.16 Take care lest your heart be deceived uh -huh. and you turn aside and serve other gods and worship them. So when your heart is deceived, you're going to what? Turn to other gods and what? Worship them. You're going to fear them. You're going to reverence them. Go ahead. And you're going you know, to fear what they say they're going to do to you. Mm. And the Israelites got so deep into Moloch that they would offer up their children on a bronze altar that was heated to thousands and thousands of degrees and give their children to, to Moloch and then show up at the temple to worship. How many of y'all do that? Jesus. You serve the devil Monday through Saturday and show up at God's house on Sunday and think God don't see it. I'm not telling you don't come, don't walk in here pious. You need to walk in here on your knees. Read. Then the anger of the Lord will be kindled against you, mm -hmm. and he will shut up the heavens so that there will be no rain, and the land will yield <coughs> no fruit, and you will perish quickly off the good land that the Lord is giving you. So God is giving you good land, but what you do is mess it up by following other gods. And God said, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm not going to give up on you, but I'm going to give you over to a barren land. I'm going to shut the clouds up so the land of milk and honey will become desolate. Now, let me ask you something. Look at the picture of Israel over there now. It's desolate to this day. It's not desolate because it's not fertile. It's desolate because the children of Israel disobeyed. Now, think about the church. Keep thinking about the church. Go ahead. Go down, go down to 18. You shall therefore lay up these words of mine in your heart and in your soul, and you shall bind them as a sign on your hand. And they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. 
So in other words, where you supposed to be looking for your answers in the word of God. You're supposed to put it in your heart and put it in your hand. He's just giving metaphors to how, how important the word of God is that you put it between your ears, between your eyes, so you can see it every time. So you need to look through nature and the society and culture through the lens of God, which is his word. What God says about culture is true. What you say about culture, you could be a liar. Unless what you match up with God says, you are a liar and the truth ain't in you. Okay? This is serious stuff, y'all. I'm trying to set you free from religion. I'm trying to work, teach you how to worship the true and living God in spirit and in truth. Religion has its place way down here. Worship has its place way up here. Can religion be worshiped? Yes. But all worship ain't religious. I'm giving y'all some nuggets today, boy. Some nugget today. Go to Deuteronomy 11:24. Every place on which the sole of your foot treads shall be yours. He said every place. He, now this is what he promised the Israelites, Hakeem. If you do what I say, every place? Every place. No, just that corner right there. No, just down the street. Every place. Now think about how God, good God did it is. He said every place you do this belongs to you. And he said, I'll give it to you. You ain't earned it. He gave it to you. That's grace. Go ahead. Your territory shall be from the wilderness to the Lebanon and from the river, the, Euphrates, the river Euphrates to the western sea. Do you know where the U U river of Euphrates is? Does anybody know in this room? Go look it up. That's your homework. And that's how far it is. You start from Jerusalem all the way to the, the river Euphrates. That's in Iraq and Iran. One of them. Yeah. Euphrates is there. That's how much territory God said. It's yours. Go ahead. No one shall be able to stand against you. Mm -hmm. The Lord your God will lay the fear of you and the dread of you on all the land that you shall tread as so, he promised you. So God said, this is what I promised you. I promise wherever you go, it'll be yours. And wherever you go, they're going to be scared of you. That's power. That's power. The church should have that same kind of power. Why doesn't it? The same reason they don't. They became apostate. Go 26. See, I am setting before you today a blessing and a curse. He's setting before you a blessing and a curse. That means you got to choose. See, you don't get to not choose. You're not a robot. You get to choose. Go ahead. The blessing. If you obey the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you today, and the curse, if you do not obey the commandments of the Lord your God. So if we live in Judges' time, we live under the what? Under the curse. Under the curse yeah. Judges is a book of them being disobedient, so God is giving you the other side of the equation. You saw the milk and honey stuff through Joshua. And through Judges, you see the walking away and turning it back on God. So they are receiving the weeds and the flowers of the curse. Thank God for Jesus. Oh, point number three. God wants you to remember how good he is. God always wants them to, he wants them to remember how good he is. God wants them to remember that they're kept people. Go to Judges 8, 6 and 8, read. Through 6 and 9. Judges 6 and 8 through 6 and 9. The Lord sent a prophet to the people of Israel. So God kept them. So think about this. When you kept by God, God can always send somebody to tell you. Mm -hmm. If you wasn't kept, he wouldn't send nobody. 
If he abandoned you, he wouldn't have sent nobody. But God always sends a person into your life that tells you something about what you're doing wrong. These prophets only want to tell you what you're doing right. These prophets want to tell you they got a blessing with your name on it. They're not the prophets of God. Because the prophets of God, by, by habit, tell you what is wrong. If you're doing right, there's no reason to tell me I'm going to be rich and I'm already rich. Amen. You don't, then let me go. Let me, let me go. Okay. Let me leave that alone. So God always, and like I said, before he gives you, you up, he sends a prophet. He sends somebody. And what are you supposed to do when you hear the word of God through the prophet? The way you get back in good relationships is called repentance. And repentance is an act of humility. See, what he did was send a prophet so they could be humbled. God sends his word, his pastors, and his teachers to you so you can be humbled before the mighty word of God. Because think about what God said. Humble yourself before the mighty hand of God, which is the word of God, and in due time, he will deliver you, exalt you, and lift you up. But you got to be humbled. You got to be in enough stress and de-stress to want to be delivered by God. Thank you, Lord. So God sent him a prophet. Go to Proverbs 11 and 2. This humility thing is how we get there, y'all. Y'all got to have a heart of humility. You have to be broken down so bad that you see God with humble heart. Go ahead. Proverbs 11 and 2. When pride comes, then comes disgrace. But with humble is wisdom. When pride comes, what? Comes disgrace. When pride comes, see, they got so proud of themselves, they figured they could do what they want to do. Every man did what was right in his own eyes. They did what was evil in the sight of God. Let me tell you something. When you know God and you do evil, you got pride. Who had that pride? Who's the ultimate creature that had that pride to do evil in the sight of God? The devil. The devil's pride, because he was so excellent, took hold of him. The same thing with you. When you get too prosperous in God, be careful because some pride going to come in. Some of y'all get these titles and believe y'all go to pride versus to serve. You made a pastor, but you're not a servant. You made a pastor, but you're not, a, you're not humble. You, you've been ordained by men, not chosen by God. And when you're ordained by men, you've got to show some pride. Because when you're ordained by God, it brings you real low. Remember we read in that passage? God had brought them what? Low. See, until God brings you low, until he breaks your back, you're not going to seek him. You can't go halfway down, uh, Sister Karen. You've got to go all the way down. You can't pray like this when you need to be praying on your knees. I'm not saying you can't pray standing up. But try one time, even if you got to get a pillow, a couple of them, because you got bad knees, and get on your knees and pray for God. God wants to remind you. God always wants to humble. Humility is, is wisdom. Proverbs 15, 33. Read that. Mm -hmm. The fear of the Lord is instruction for wisdom, and humility comes before honor. So before you can be honored, you got to be humbled. So now watch this. Because you get the title, you got the title, you got to serve, and you get served, then you will be honored. We read in Proverbs 27, let somebody else blow your horn. You don't need to be talking about I'm the pastor. I know some, some clergy that if you don't call them pastor first, they ain't going to answer you. Go to Judges 2 and 11 and hold it right there. And we almost done this. Dig this. Consequences are the flowers or the weeds of our own decisions. 
You are under the consequences of your decisions. Choose this day who you're going to serve. Either the Lord, serve the Lord. And Joshua knew by the Holy Spirit that they would go into apostasy. And he just had to say about him and his house. So you can't talk for me and I can't talk for you, but I can talk for my house. As far as me and my house are concerned, we're going to serve the Lord. Two and eleven. And the people of Israel did what was evil in the sight of the Lord mm-hmm. and served the Baals. Two eighteen. Whenever the Lord raised up judges for them, the Lord was with the judge, and He saved them from the hand of their enemies all the days of the judge. For the Lord was moved to pity by their groaning because of those who afflicted and oppressed them. Judge, the Lord is so merciful that when you cry out, he's moved to pity. He feels sorry for you and you put yourself in that situation. That's how good God is. God is so good that he puts you in that situation. You are in the apple situation. Apple means separated. Apostasy means separated. You have come over here, but God feels pity for you because guess what? You didn't cry over there. You cried once you got over here. And now that you cried, God says, pity. You see how merciful God is? You put yourself in this situation to grow up the weeds from your decision. You don't want to deal with the consequences of your decision. And if you keep crying out, God don't listen to you. But my question is, why do we got to go over there and we can do it here with praise and prayer? So my question is to you, and I'm, this is it. Today is an acceptable day of salvation. We are all born in sin and shaped in iniquity. We are all followers of the prince of the air. Ephesians 2 and 4. We've all backslid. We all fall short daily. So nine times out of ten, a lot of times we are over here away from the truth. But God, God says, cry out to me in repentance and I will restore you. Galatians 6 and 1 says that we should restore such a brother that has fallen and has sinned. And meekness and, 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 and carefulness because what we want to do is we want to pull them back over here and not fall into back over there ourselves. Because you're still warm with your flesh. Yeah. And until your spirit goes up, like Paul says, the spiritual thing, until my spirit grows, then I'm not growing. So I tend to fall back into my flesh during the times of trouble, during the times of testing. That's why that proverb said that the praise of a man determines his heart. See, you got to praise him in prayer while you're over here, which is spiritual. So when that devourer comes through the judges, that you're not found to be one that is easily swayed away. You have to stir up and build up the gift in you. That's why I told you, just because you grow physically don't mean you grow maturely. And just because you isolate yourself don't mean you holy. Let's pray. Oh, Grace, tell me, Father, I just thank you there. I thank you for your word because we are kept. We, you kept us no matter what. You kept us. You kept us. You sent us the gospel of Paul. You sent us the Savior, Jesus Christ. And each one has kept us. And if we understand what grace and mercy is and faith truly is, we don't have faith in our faith, Lord. We have faith in the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, our deliverer. And I'm not ashamed of this gospel for the God's power unto salvation. First to the Jews, they had an opportunity, but now, thank God, it's for us. Lord, let us not be like them judges. Because that was the sign of the apostate Jewish nation. These things written aforetime for our learning that through endurance and encouragement of the scripture and patience, we might have hope. What are you supposed to learn? God is always faithful. What are you supposed to see? Man is not. What are you supposed to learn? 
God will send a deliverer. What are you supposed to learn? He wants you to obey. What are you supposed to learn? That they did it messed up and now we're going to do the same thing. Like I say, judges is to the Israelites what Jude is to the church. Because Jude talks about the men that crept in unawares. And you have the church of Laodicea. And all I'm saying to you is, saints, have faith. Trust the Holy Spirit that's in you. I believe there's going to come a time before he comes back that the church is going to truly exhibit, and it may be in a few block radius or maybe in a whole state, the true power when one man gives his life wholly to God. Yes, it is. Just one. Sure. Yes. Gives his life wholly to God. And that he will track other men and women that will give their life wholly to God. God. And they are not the corporate church, but they're the true church, the body. And let me tell you, if we are the body of Christ, we're already in the kingdom. We don't have to preach kingdom come. I know I know that's deep for y'all. Think about if I'm his body, he's the king. I'm already in the kingdom. My passport has already been punched. That's why I know you kept. It's in Jesus name. I pray before I start preaching again. Amen. Amen. Thank you guys for coming on worldwide. Thank you guys for on the phone. Love you. I'll talk to you later. Peace.